Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise the Lord. I've, I've, I've been in this thing a little bit. We've been talking about mindsets, and we've been talking about creating being a mastermind. And one of the mindsets that I really got challenged with this week was this. Are you a negative person? Now, man, that is a, <laughs> that's a real nice question, right? Welcome to church. Are you a negative person? Are you a, are, are you, are you, a, are you a negative, <laughs> are you a negative person? Amen. I don't know. There's no, there's no way nice to say it, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. But do you think negative thoughts first? Do you respond negatively to most thoughts? Are you the first one to use your words of negativity when a situation or circumstance arise? Are you negative in your mindset? You know, you always think like, oh, what, what else can go wrong? What else is going to happen? What else is going to be bad? What else can go off the deep end? Listen, I want you to know that this mindset needs to be changed because I want you to live your best life. I, and that's why I want you to share this. You're going to help a lot of people tonight. Tonight's going to be very practical with a spiritual kind of edge to it. But it's going to be a real practical message that can help people that you know. Because here's the thing. Are you negative? All right? I'm asking you a question. Are you negative? Like, look at your life and go, man, you know what? I'm, I'm more quick and apt to respond negatively than I am to respond positively. You know, there was a season in my life I used to always be like, well, I got to do that, and I got to do this, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. And then I was like, man, I started realizing, no, I get to do this. You know what I mean? I started changing the way I was focusing on this. Looks like a big work day, a lot of stuff. No, I get to do this. Thank God you have gratitude, which we'll be talking about next month, gratitude and, and giving and being gracious in that area and all that. That's a, whole new, that's a whole new deal for changing your life because, man, thank God you have the ability to. You know, I think sometimes in life when you have a setback, and I'm not saying that God does these setbacks, but these setbacks come, they make you see and realize how important life really is and how much you should be maximizing it. Like, you know, like, uh, I got a buddy just right now. He got laid up, had to go get an operation. This guy's a mover and a sh- This guy does not sit still. You think I'm bouncing off the wall. It's like me times 10 all over the place, running, moving, shaking, and they had to get an operation. They had, to, they, had, they, had, they, had, they had to lay up for a little bit. And I was like, whoa. And what does it do? It lets you realize, like, whoa, thank God that I'm working at a pace all the time. You know what I mean? That now when I had to slow down, I notice it. You know, even me, I notice it sometimes. So what am I trying to say? Sometimes you don't really realize how, how, how good it is when you're in the midst of it until it's not there for a moment, you know? So what am I telling you that for? I want you to know that, like, man, life is a lot better than you're looking at it. We just got to get a clear perspective of what you're looking at. So here's my thing. If you got a negative attitude, now, you could say, Pastor Chris, why would you bring this up? Because because of the fall of man, the default for mankind is to be negative first. Now, have you ever been around somebody extremely positive? Boy, they're a joy, ain't they? You ever been around somebody that's almost obnoxiously positive? It bothers you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's no big deal. You know, oh, there's a container of milk just spilled all over the floor. Wasn't that wonderful? 
You know what I mean? Like, you're like, come on, you can't really be like that. There's a couple people I know that are, re- and I, I'm not, they weren't obnoxious, that was a joke, but they're kind of like so positive, you almost think like, do you live like this all the time? Does, does anything ref- ruffle your, your, your character? Or are you just kind of like, okay, no problem. You know what I mean? So ask yourself the question, how do I change a negative attitude? Now, you might be negative in an area of life, but you might not be. But here's my thing. Do you have hope for a good future? Or do you generally expect negative and disappointing things to happen? Here's the questions we're going to ask. This is a lot of questions I'm asking you tonight. So really watch. Share this. It's going to help people. So do you have hope for the future, right? Or do you generally expect negative or disappointing things to happen? Now, this is big. Now, a lot of people were taught in their home how to be negative. They just lived in a negative environment. Nothing works good for us. You might have lived in an atmosphere where there was negative people, negative behaviors, you know, rant, like fighting and crazy off the wall. You know, you might get an attitude that, it, that, it's, that it's almost better to expect nothing good than to expect it and be disappointed when it didn't happen. Now, that's big, right? So what you're saying is this. I got an attitude that, man, I'm not expecting nothing because if I start expecting things to be good, I'm going to be disappointed, so I ain't going to expect nothing. I'm just going to live, like, neutral. That can happen because your attitude gets thrown off because sometimes the atmosphere you were in or the negative vibe it's kind of given. So what I want you to do is this. You know, you get this kind of like, okay, what's what next? You know, what's going to go wrong now? Like, Jesus, good God, I don't even want to believe. Now, I'm going to show you something. This is why people don't go to church, some people. I'm serious. I've seen this. Like, disappointment was so, so drastic for them, they didn't want to believe nothing. That's why people that get stuck in addiction, listen to me, the fear of failure stops people from wanting to be free. It's really a weird mind science thing. Like, check this out. Like, if you're, if you're trapped in something, you would think, oh, but I failed so many times trying to be free, I don't even want to try to be free no more. Disappointment is dangerous. Disappointment in your family is dangerous. Disappointment in a marriage is dangerous, right? You're like, uh, you know what? This thing ain't working right. You know what I mean, man? You get disappointed, so what do you do? You don't expect no highlight of a future. You just go, all right, let's just, as long as we can be amicable, and live, live calm, we're good. Employment's like that. I got guys now, they got partnerships, fighting like cats and dogs because they can't get along because it's a negative atmosphere because greed got in. Isn't this crazy? It's really cool. It's like you know, I start noticing like, what you say, what do you mean negative? Anything that's not in line with God's word is negative. You know what I'm saying? So if love is not abounding in your family, that's a negative atmosphere. If, if, if the fruit of the Spirit isn't abounding, into the, that's a negative atmosphere. So you got to realize, man, it's not just the, you know, the downer side of life. Man, you got to understand this stuff. You just have a mentality, well, what's going to go wrong next? You know what I mean? No. You know, this is the thing. Um, that's, it. that's not a good mindset, okay? And that's going to happen because a lot of you grew up in an environment around that or some of you just mind deal there, you know, God wants you to go to a whole other way because God wants you to expect good things to happen. Write that down. 
God wants me to expect good things to happen. You know what I mean? We should type that in the comments while we're doing this because that helps people. God wants good things to happen for me. Okay? That's Jeremiah 29, 11, and 12, and the Amplified Classic. I like that version. You know what I mean? Praise God. Jeremiah 29, 11, this is what you got to get. God doesn't have negative thoughts towards you, so why in the world do you have negative thoughts towards anything else? Let me ask you a question. If God himself never had a negative thought about you, why in the world do you need to be negative in the earth you're living in with your thoughts? God has no negativity towards you. He ain't even mad at you. He ain't angry at you. He's not upset with you. He's not even disappointed. God has no emotional response to your inability to walk out his word. He has none. He doesn't because he just lives in the word. He doesn't have an emotional response. Jesus has no emotional response towards you besides love. And love doesn't hear no evil, see no evil, feel no evil. I mean, this is, this is crazy. I told somebody yesterday, this is really cool. I told somebody yesterday this. It was really good. People really don't want resolution. They really don't. A lot of people want justification. And a lot of people, they don't want justification meaning like this. Like, oh, I'm justified. No, they want you to have to pay the price for your, your whatever measure they didn't meet. They want justice out of you. Because once you go to the word of God, all that mumbo jumbo goes out the way. Like love, love ain't staying in this thing long. Love's going to go, you're forgiven. Love's going to go, it's okay. Love's going to go, I believe the best. Love's going to, see love, but see if I have that, see love, this is so crazy. This is so good. Somebody needs to tweet this. Love has taken out the emotional response of mankind. Man, that's good. Because everybody says, well, love's an emotion. No, love's, love is an act. Emotions, when you walk in love, you really take feelings out of it. This is, this is so good. Isn't that a crazy thought? Think about it. When you walk in love, you have no more feeling. But you say, but love is a feeling. Love is a choice. Emotions are feelings. So if I come in and go, so if I, if I, so basically, I tick you off, right? I do something, and I go, oh, I'm sorry. You, you can't go nowhere around that. You have no more emotional response. If you choose to walk in love with me, your argument's done. So people don't really want resolution. They want justification. They want justice out of you. Recompense. They want you to pay for your mistakes. They want you to pay for the past. And I got news for you. They want you to pay. This is crazy. This is so good. They, this is good stuff. They want you to pay for, for some of the stuff. This is really good thought. I think it is. They want you to pay for some of the stuff that they did on their own. Because that's what we always said all the while. The people, see, because people in their life has made them a prisoner. And they want to punish the people of the present because of the people of the past. I'm telling you, man, that's why it's negative. You're like, you ever been positive? Like, you ever been so positive and get around a negative person? You cannot change their, their, their negativity. Why? Because that's in them. I've actually been in meetings where I said, no, 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 we don't have to see it like that. See it the way I'm showing you. And they're like, oh, no, I don't see that. Well, I didn't ask you what you see. I'm going to show you this in the Word, too, because this is what happened to children in Israel. They got all jacked up. Look what it says here, Amp Classic. For I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, says the Lord. 
thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not of evil. Stop right there. We don't believe the Bible. That's the biggest problem of the Christian. Would you think God lied? Numbers 23, right? God is not a man that he should lie. He don't lie about nothing. So watch. I know the, the plans, peace, not of evil, to give you a hope and a final outcome. Then you'll call upon me, and you'll come to pray to me, and I'll hear you. Is that good? God's got just good thoughts. So where's this negative coming from? It's coming from a wrong internal image. See it right. You got to start thinking something good is going to happen, man. You ever just get like that? Like, oh, my God, what next? I don't want another faith project. You ever been like that? You ever do that one? Oh, my God, I don't want another faith project. I'm going to lean back in it, man. Woo! I don't want no more faith projects. Pastor Chris, the last time we got on any of these projects, the last time, oh, God, the truth is this, right? God, God doesn't work in a negative atmosphere or a negative attitude. He don't like it. He can't, because that's a lack of faith. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be a person of hope. God does not work in us through negative attitudes, right? Self-pity, that's negative. Lazy, that's negative. Don't even be passive. Don't get like, you know, uh, you know everybody owes somebody something. The whole world's like that, right? Everybody, everybody owes you something. Ain't no world don't owe you nothing. And let me tell you something right now. Stop living in this goofy, wacky, my, well, you know, you know, it ain't fair for me. Life's fair for everybody, bro. You know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't, I didn't get a leg up because, you know, I, was, I, was, I didn't get a leg up because, you know, society's pressed against me. Shut up. I got people, I got a dude that I know, I ain't going to mention his name, okay? He, he's a foreign gentleman. You know what I'm saying? He come over from another place. This joker had nickels in his pocket, man. Guy had no help. Guy had no, no, no handout. It was rough. And, and prospered and made a massive success of his life to where, man, I need to go, I need to go see him for money. I don't, but you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about he got money, money. And you're gonna sit here and say, and you ain't got no education. You got nothing but hard work. And perseverance, and I'm going to make it attitude. The people that got this thing, they're negative. That's why it don't work. But everybody's against me. No, nobody's against you. You're against yourself because your negative attitude is miserable. Well, people rejected me. Welcome to the club. People despise me. Join the line. Come on, man. I'm not trying to pick on you, but I'm telling you, man, this, this cultural image that the earth is trying to project upon society is ridiculous. Man, you tell me I ain't gonna make it, watch what I do. You tell me I can't, watch what I do. You tell me I'm not the one, you watch what I do. I ain't gonna sit there and listen to that nonsense and neither should you. God's gonna work through faith, okay? So we gotta get there. So look at this, I love this. You gotta get some hope, everybody say hope. Look at Hebrews 6, 18, and we're going to read through 20 because I like this. Then I got a scripture that's going to bless you, okay? This is the thing. Hope is favorable, confident expectation. I wrote a book, Hope Your Confident Expectation, right? That's what it is. Favorable and confident expectation. That means hope. Hope ain't bad. You know, in the Word of Faith Club, you know, hope is like cursing. It ain't, you know, 
You got to have hope to ignite faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if you ain't got no hope, faith got no target. So faith needs a target to be released, and a belief needs to be released. But without hope, oh, you know, nothing works out good for me. Hopeless. I can't do it. Hopeless. Adam, right, is thinking all this nonsense. You know what I mean? Messed up after the fall. Starts talking like a goober because he has no spiritual sight anymore. No offense. Abraham showed you how to fix that. He said against hope, believed in hope. So you know what I mean? You can't get the children of Israel. They went off the deep end because they didn't hope and what God said. So hope ain't bad. Let me show you this. This is what? Hebrews 6, 18. Look at this. This was so that by two unchangeable things, his promise and his word, his oath, in which it was impossible for God ever to prove false or deceive us. So man, right there. Every promise you got is solid. Who, we who have fled to him for refuge might have a mighty indwelling, strength and strong encouragement to grasp and hold fast the hope appointed us for it is set before us. Now we have this hope as a sure, steadfast anchor of the soul. Anchor of the soul. It cannot slip. It cannot break. It does not go, cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. Hope. He reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. What's that mean? It don't fail. Hope don't fail. It can't. It's like faith. It works. Wherein Jesus has entered in for us in advance, a forerunner, becoming the high priest with the order of Melchizedek. What's he saying? He said, hope takes you within the veil where the presence of God is. But look, check this out. You have to become a prisoner of hope. Man, listen to this. Zechariah 9, 12, Amplified. Classic. Every time I say Amplified, you know where I'm going with that. You guys know. So where do you get all these scriptures from? I told you, download the Bible apps. They're free. And just study. Amen. Hope is favorable, confident expectation. It is an expectant attitude. Listen to what he says here. Man, this is a good scripture. Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. You prisoners of hope, even today, I declare that I will restore double from your former prosperity to you. He said, man, you're a prisoner of hope. When you become a prisoner of hope, I'm going to explain that to you, though. What does that mean? Prison, I like it, right? If you're a prisoner of hope, you have no choice. You can't be negative. Now, let's just go back to hope real quick. I'm just going to read this definition. Hope is favorable, confident expectation. It is an expectant attitude that something good is going to happen and things will work out no matter what the situation we're facing. I'm going to say that again. Somebody needs to write it in the thing, write it in the comments because you need to see this. Hope is favorable, confident expectation so this is my new mindset no more negative it is an expectant attitude that something good is going to happen something good's gonna happen what's today something good's gonna happen what's gonna happen tomorrow something good's gonna happen all things will work out no matter what the situation we're facing ain't that a great attitude to have so what does it mean? So if I'm a prisoner of hope, that means I can't think anything else. And when times are tough, and you're dealing with disappointment, 
And you got obstacles. Doesn't look like the Bible's working. Hope will cause you, cause you to rise up in faith and say, God, I believe you. You're working on it. You're working in me. You're working with me. And my faith, my trust, and my hope are in you. Hope is determined and doesn't give up. Man, just be sorry. God wants us to be locked up in hope. That's good, ain't it? I'm a prisoner of it. Say next time, say, what are you happy about? You ever get something, you ever say something like you get all excited and everybody's looking at you like, what the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, what's the matter with you? Right? What? Watch this. God can change it, God can fix it. God, what? We can do what you want us to do, and all things are possible with God. If we'll be steadfast in hope, we can't lose. We have to be winners. Woo! Ain't that good? How many of you started something wanting to quit? Right? How many had something going on, man? I feel like quitting. But you didn't. You kept hope. How many of you went through a dark season where you felt like, man, I can't get out of this thought? Or I can't get out of this situation. Or I can't get out of these circumstances. Or I can't get out of this, this toxic environment. Or I can't get out of this. I can't get out of this. I'm going to tell you right now. God gave you a testimony. He said, what, man? Man, I'll tell you what. Don't give up. You'll have victory. That's big, man. That's big. Because here's the thing. I got to get rid of a negative attitude. Why are we negative? Because you're a human. You're impatient. You're selfish. And we want things yesterday. You know what I mean? It's true. We get all like, we get all messed up with this. We become highly impatient and we don't realize it. And that's why sometimes you become negative. Like, what? You know? This morning I went to go get coffee and there's like 18 people in the thing. The, the thing's slow. Nobody's doing their thing they're supposed to do. I'm aggravated. Why? Because I was like, come on, let's go. I'm negative automatically. Why? Because I'm impatient. Did I just say that out loud? Yes. No, you're impatient. I was like, come on, let's go. Everybody in line's impatient. Why do you think anger is the next stage? Because people just can't control their impatience. Right? Okay. So what is it? So what are we gonna do? You look, it took you years to get jacked up like you are. Give me a little bit of time to fix you, man. All right. Here's what I'm saying. Jesus told you in John 16, 33, amplified, he told you what's gonna happen. He said, you're going to go through some stuff. Jesus tells you that you're going to go through tribulation, trials, distress, frustration in the world. But in spite of that, take good cheer. Why? I'm going to overcome the world. I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? Perfect peace and confidence. In the world, guess what you got? Tribulation, trial, distress, and frustration. Did you hear that? Get excited about it. Be of good cheer. So look at the attitude of God. God is a positive God, if Jesus was here, he would be the most positive person you've ever seen in your life. Here's what he says. He's the word. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, trials, distress, frustration. But guess what? Be of good cheer. For all this nonsense, no. Take courage. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. For God has overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you, and I have conquered it for you. So they're saying, like, ha, 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 walk around laughing. I'm going to tell you what, 
this, this, after this meeting, I'm going to become goofier than ever. Because I'm, no, I'm a, I'm a goofball half the time. Not in a bad way. Like, I'm walking around. But I, I don't care about nothing. You know, situations just came. You know, they started laughing. Somebody called me up. It was serious. And I laughed. I said, man, what's God get us out of this one, man? And it's almost irreverent. You know, people are coming to me with these big things, you know? It's kind of wild. And it was huge. This was huge. I mean, like, they were emotional, man. Like, seriously. They were upset. They were crying and stuff. And, like, I, and I laughed. Like, not at them. Not, never, 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 never. But I was like, oh, watch this. We're going to get a testimony out of this thing. And they were, like, in a place of pain. They started laughing. I was like, no, we're going to, this God's going to turn this all around. And then I had another one uh, yesterday call me up, and I said, oh, no, the devil over, always overplays his hand. Sit still. Just wait. He's going to go, and I'm talking about lawyers and problems and lawsuits and money, a lot of money, a lot of money online. And I said, no, 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 don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Watch. Devil overplaces in. I would seem like almost like irrational. You know what I mean? I really would because you're like, God, does this guy even get what I'm saying? Like, how can you be like positive like this? Like the doctor just told me I'm going to die and he's laughing. You know, I did that one time. They were like, oh, this is really bad. You know what I mean? I got one guy that just had the thing there. Oh, they're really bad. I said, you can live and not die. They looked at me, and I started laughing. I said, you can live and not die, you understand? And it, he did. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. But people look at you like, you lost it, bro. No, because everybody wants to be negative around you. I cannot afford to become negative. Because negative means I'm in unbelief. Negative means I'm out of faith. Negative means I'm out of hope. Negative mindset is destroying your future, guys. You got to get out of it. Stop responding negatively. Force yourself to be positive. This might be two weeks, this thing. I don't know if I can get it all done because we need this. This is a good message. Making a decision, right? Right. Making a decision to have everything Jesus died to give you. How about that? Yeah, right? We're like, oh, I got to live without it. I live without nothing. Jesus went to the cross to give it to me. You know, that's what, that helped me in Bible school. Remember I told you, I think I told you that story. I was going in and out, right? We had this apartment and um, the apartment had steps, you know? So I'd come out the, it was like a, like, you know, up steps. So I'd come out the apartment, I'd walk down the steps, do, 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 get in the car, drive to school. That was my consistent, like you do. One day, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down, I'm all around, you know, I'm positive, I'm happy, I'm negative, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm glad. I was like a yo-yo for a season, right? And literally, I'll never forget, I walked out, I went down the steps, I got in the car, and I was like, oh my God, I'm dreading this. And the Lord said to me, what changed in your daily routine of life? And I didn't get it, but I kind of caught it, like, I felt like, what do you mean? I kind of seen it and knew it. He said, you get up every day. You do your stuff, you get dressed, you come down the same steps, you get in the same car, and you go to the same place. How come three days ago you were up, but four days later you're not? And I learned, to, and, he, and this is what Jesus told me. This was straight from heaven, because I was, I, was, I was pressed, I was oppressed in this, and it, heaven spoke to me. He said, I died, this is what he said, I heard it loud and clear in my spirit. I died to give you the fruit of the spirit, love. I died to give you love every day. You better get this. I died to give you joy every day. I died to give you peace. I hung on the cross. That's what he said to me. He said, I hung on the cross to give you love every day, joy every day, peace every day, kindness every day, goodness every day, right thoughts, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Come on. Every day you could be, be long-suffering with people and what? And have self-control. 
I died on the cross to give you this every day. Not on Monday, no blue Mondays, no sad Sundays, none of this stuff. I died to give you the every day. And this is what he said. He left it this. And it's your choice to walk in it or not. But you can have the benefit of the blessing or you can walk in this nonsense the rest of your life. Man, I, right there, I said, I, I literally made an adjustment in my heart. To this day, I'm talking about this thing 20-something years later. That was 97. Do the math. Right? I said, I said I'm not... I'm not having no, I, that's the day I said, I'm not having, I'm never having another blue Monday a day in my life. Now I got days where I'm a little bit ornery, but who don't? But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not oppressed or sad, like messed up. No way, man. Life's too precious. No blue Mondays here, bro. Matter of fact, I love Monday. I love Monday. I really do. I think Monday, man, I love going to work on Monday. I love everything about Monday. I really do. Like blue Monday, blue Monday, why? Everybody's working for the weekend. Stupid song. What do you do, guys? I'm working for the weekend. I'm, I'm living every day like it's the last one I got on earth. Maximize it, man. Stop it. Right? So I ask this. So, okay, make a decision to have everything Jesus died to give you. Did you do that yet? That'll get you positive. You have to do it on purpose. This is what I'm going to tell you guys. This is not, you have to design your life. It does not come automatically. It's not a default that you lean to. If you go to default, you're going to be negative. Because the fallen nature in you needs to be driven out. Now, I don't like saying that. You had a fallen nature. Now you're a new creature in Christ. Nothing's broken or busted with you. You just got to renew your mind. Be determined to do what God has asked you to do. And be determined to do what God has asked you to do and wants you to do. Refuse to live with negative expectations. Write that down. So put that in the comments right now. Refuse. Everybody say, refuse. This is definitely going to be a two-part series, okay? Negative. I said, we should, we should put this together like in a package and let people just put it, put it on there and just listen to this. I'm going to tell you. I'm helping you. Okay, refuse to live with negative expectations. Get out of this negative mindset. Ask God to help you and just get the mindset, something good's going to happen. I am in the middle of a mess. Something good will happen. Did you even know you could be free from this mindset? Now, I'm going to give you some steps here. We're going to start them. I don't think I'm going to finish them. But if I'm a new creature in Christ, and I could respond like Christ, then what in the heaven am I doing when I'm responding negative? Okay, let me ask you a question. Has Jesus ever responded negatively a day in his life? Just ask, Let's just think about it. Hey, oh, God. All right. You know what? Can you imagine Jesus? Hey, Jesus. Yes. I'm uh, sick and dying. Well, you better drop dead because today's not really a good day. <laughs> this is going to get funny. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hey, Jesus, my marriage is really whacked out. It's the woman that has given me. It's her fault. Well, you know what? Time for you to get an account on eHarmony and pack it in. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine going to God? Now, don't none of you do this because I don't need any more counseling, all right? But you know what I'm saying? Like, can you imagine if Jesus, like, fell off the throne and was, like, responding like a moron? Can you imagine? Peter on the seashore. I, I, I love you. I love you. Well, to tell you the truth, you're a moron, Peter. <laughs> I'm having, a, I'm having a bad day, and I do not agree with your moronic attitude. 
and because of it, I don't forgive you. <laughs> so he's Jesus, man. Even in the worst, Jesus is so good. They're beating, they're beating the life out of him. He's like, he's like, they don't know what they're doing. Give them a break. Are you crazy? They're crucifying him on the cross. They're driving nails through his hand after they done bludgeoned him and beat him to a pulp. And he stands on the cross, he's hanging on the cross, and he says this, forgive them, they don't know what they do. My negative, send fire from heaven and burn them alive. That was positive, was what? <laughs> My negative response would have been like, Jesus, Jesus, send angels like machine guns out of heaven and destroy these enemies. No. Forgive them, they don't know. He's constantly positive because the word of God is positive. The word of God is life-giving. There's no death involved. There's no lack involved. There's only blessing. You see this? And then we're like, what, you know, what are you going to do? Can you imagine Jesus? Well, today's going to be a bad day. Well, you know, uh, Jesus, we're all walking through the wilderness and we don't have no food. Well, guys, you know what? Rough it out. He's meeting needs because it's even in negative, they, okay, guys, you think that everything he faced was good? It was miserable. Can you imagine heaven the day Lucifer goes nuts? What are we going to do now? He could have just, just destroyed everything. He got so angry with man, God. Daddy wiped the face of the earth, and no one is eight or the only ones that live on the face of the earth because he just said, man is evil and wicked in his own way, and then grace came in and saved us all. Are you kidding me? He had a positive response even when, and it looked like it was a little negative there because Moses interceded, and you know, no, God still knew the plan. All right, I don't want to get into all these parts because God knows I got a lot. But let's just ask you this. You can be free from negative thinking. One of the first steps that you and I are going to have to face is this. We've got to understand this. Ask yourself this question, and it's going to get a little bit sticky for a minute, but you've got to ask yourself the question. First step, you face the truth and ask yourself, am I a negative person? Now, that's, that's pretty deep because you've got to look in the mirror and go, are you negative? So how do I know I'm negative? What do you, what's your first response about people? Boy, I'm negative sometimes about some of these people. I don't know about you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because you might be it. But come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on. You're not negative? Come on. All right. How about the guy at work that hasn't gotten it together for the last 15 years? You're not negative? How about this situation in your family? You know what I mean? Uncle Ray been drunk since 73, and we all overlook it because, you know what I mean, we negative about Uncle Ray. Come on, man. How about How about your own disc? How about your own head? Oh, my God, the things that are going to come out your mouth, right? Right? Negative and, well, not me. And then how about all you justifiers? I'm not negative. All right, do this. Ask someone around you. This is going to cause a fight. I'm going to be in counseling all next month, but I don't care. Ask somebody you trust around you and go, hey, 
I don't, don't even say it. Don't even say, like, I don't think I'm negative. But say, hey, do you think I'm negative sometimes? Now, you better ask somebody you really trust or somebody you could fight because it's going to probably turn into one of the two, like, either agreement or you're going to argue, right? If you really want to overcome it, ask yourself, am I negative? Because if you are just, and if you are, not notice me, I'm a little negative. Not like, not like, um, I, I examined myself before I brought this to you. Like, I'm negative sometimes with my response because I deal with, like, I'll tell you why I'm negative. This is what I think. Somebody's like, because you're a negative person. <laughs> no, I'm not a negative person. I'm a very positive person. But just like what I said to you in the beginning, I'm positive about everything, but my problem is this. I, I, I'm not, I was going to say, you're not cynical and you're not hard. You just problem solve for so long that I, and I got a lot of people's problems on my plate. I want to eradicate the process and just get the solutions. Because I know what you don't see is probably going to become my project. And I don't want to waste the time of you trying to live through experience. I just want to get you there fast. Well, that's mentorship and coaching because I'm saving you time and money. And I'm saving you time. Because remember this, time Time is not going to teach you anything. I'm telling you, man, time doesn't teach anybody anything. What I'm saying is like, oh, the longer I grow, you can still make the same wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Every problem in life you have is a wisdom problem. Every problem in life. It's a wisdom problem. It's a Rightly applying knowledge is the key to overcoming every situation in the earth. So when you have a wisdom problem, you have a problem. So I don't know where to rightly apply it. So where I become negative, Pastor Chris being transparent, is I look at you and I go, okay, what's the 10 things you're not doing right? You could tell me, the, well, my, my kids even say this, right? Like, and I see this, even coaches, right? Your coach doesn't tell you about, have you ever had a coach? Have you had any? They're like, anything you do. They don't tell you the 80 things you're doing right. They tell you the five things you're doing wrong. So it seems like you're, there's never a level of getting to. But I want you to know, so if I'm negative in any which way, shape, or form, it's I'm seeing what can go wrong in that, that thing, and I'm focused on that so much that I almost can become negative in my response. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start reprogramming myself in life because I really want to overcome my negativity, and I'm going to start applying knowledge and wisdom to areas and be like, hey, because the next step to finding out wh- why I'm negative, I got to find out what's blocking my positive progressive. I'm going to say this like this. My next step after I go in there and say, all right, am I negative? I got to find out what is blocking my positive progress because I got to make progress. And look what this says here. And this is, I got it in the Living Bible. I don't even know if we got the Living Bible, but in Numbers 13, 32, this is so good. Just give me anything close to it. I'll read it. What it says, the Living Bible was a stretch, but I looked up this word negative. And I wanted to see this. And it says here, now you could read it there on the screen, but let me read it here because I wanted you to see it in the living and we don't have that translation, so it's fine. So the majority report of the spies was negative. The land is full of warriors and the people are powerfully built. See that right there? He said the spies' biggest problem, they're not possessing the life that God wanted them to live, they were negative before they got there. They had a negative what? The spy, the majority report of the people was what? Negative. You feel like you could, okay, let me ask a question. You feel like you could function in a negative attitude, in a room full of negative attitude? 
creativity is stifled. Joy is stifled. Life becomes stifled. I'm telling you, man, this, this negative stuff, this, this negative stuff is amazing. That if you, if you don't realize, this is so wild, but if you don't realize that you have to get ready to overcome this stuff, you don't, where's my starting point? You know what I'm saying? Where, where is my starting point? Because I mean, we're going to be talking about identifying the obstacles. We're going to get in this thing. We're going to start practicing positivity. Next couple of weeks, I'm going to stay on this for a little bit because this might even sling into the gratitude and gratefulness because this is huge. Like, your life is only as good as you think. You know what's funny? I'm going to leave you with this. I asked somebody a question. Okay, I said, because I, I, this is how you problem solve for everybody. Okay, let's do this for you. Let's do this for you. Everybody pay attention to me right now, right? You're listening, just stop. I know you're all walking around doing dishes or something like that. Hopefully you're paying attention. What are the top five negative things that come to your mind about you? Just think. Like, I think this, I think that. Before they even come out of your mouth, because a lot of them come out of your mouth, right? The top five negative things you think about you. One, two, three, four, five. Negative thoughts, whatever it is. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. I don't even want you to trace back where they came from because I don't really care because they're lies. Why do I care where lies came from? When you start becoming a walker in the word of God, there is no, I'm telling you, man, when you start walking in this word, there is no room for humanity, man. Because you can't. You can't go there. Well, my mama said, it's a lie. My ex-husband said, He's a liar because you're only the word. That's all you are. You're the walking word. So if it doesn't line up with the word, you ain't got no right to believe it. So take the five most negative things that hit your head on a daily. Some of you have been carrying these things for 30 years. Take it. Look at it. Did God say anything that goes with those thoughts? Ideas, insides. Well, you're a loser. You're this. You're fat. You're ugly. You're 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 you're, you're you, nobody. You're you're nobody wanted you. You're a mistake. No, you're never going to amount to nothing. Nobody's ever going to love you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody. You're you're you, you you everything you do. You're a screw up. I don't know. Pick your poison. Whatever it is. Does God's word line up to any of that? If you took it and took God's word and went, hey, what would win? God is not a man that he shall lie. So it would demolish these negative attitudes because they're, if you've traced words back, they're either going to life or death. If you trace everything back, I say, boom, you're awesome and you can do it. It traces back to life because you can do all things through Christ who treasure. You're a stinking loser. You're just like your father, your loser. Trace it back. Man. I promise you, if you put your mind to it, you can do it because you got the ability. Life. Greater is he that's in me. Man. You, who, who told you you could live in something like that? Who said you can live over that neighborhood? Who do you think you are? Death. You start filtering this stuff, negative can't come out of you. God sees nothing negative. And you know, somebody said something. 
This is, this is a big-time thing. He said, oh, you know, they were talking about failing. And, and they were saying, like, failing, the seeds of fa- it was like something like the seeds of failing are okay to sow because they lead to great success because you find out what to do. I was totally like, that's garbage. The seeds of failing just keep, keep producing failure until you get new seeds. It wasn't the failure. I'm going to say this, and I'm gonna, I'll probably like cross grain in like Einstein or something like that, but I don't care. I'm in a moment. Failure has taught you nothing. Really. Failure has just taught you what not to do. And that doesn't mean just because you found out what not to do, you figured out what you should do. Failure's given me pain. Pain's led to regret. I don't need no more of that. I don't want to be negative. If you're being negative, let's go get something positive. I don't want to think what I want to think. I'm telling you, I'm a man, I'm a man right now that doesn't want to think what I want to think. I want to think what he thinks. I don't want to say what I want to say. I want to say what he says. And I don't want to believe what I want to believe. I want to believe what he told me to believe. I don't want to do, say, see, hear, feel, touch, taste, smell, nothing that God doesn't want me to do, hear, touch, taste, smell. I don't want to have a thought in my head that didn't come from heaven. I don't want to be connected to nothing negative. And the God that we serve is positive and only positive because that's what faith is, positive. So guess what? It's filled with hope. If you're negative, look in the mirror this next couple weeks and start learning how to produce positive response in your thinking and positive response in your actions from the word of God and transform your life. We can't do nothing about the past, but I'm telling you what, guys, as of today, we could shortchange our future. Ain't that good? I like it. Hey, man, let me pray for you. We're going to be talking about it next week, too. I got so many notes here. It might take some time. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you that you're leading them through this path of positivity. Let them understand that negative is by default. It came with the fall, but positive is by response and action towards the truth. I thank you for anointing them afresh and anew, and I break the power of negativity off of them. A negative home, a negative mindset, a negative internal picture, a negative image, a a negative mirror on the inside that's got to be broken and destroyed. And let the positive affirmations of the word of God change their future forever. And let positivity, not just like, oh, as a whim, let it become a lifestyle of change because they make it from the inside out. It's not based upon what's going on, whether I'm going to be positive. It's based about who I am on the inside that's going to create positivity in my daily life. Thank you for it now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.